What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. What is up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? It's Monday night. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 260, college basketball preview show, one of our favorite shows of the year. I'm Tanner Lee, alongside with me on the screen from the great state, I guess some call it, of Illinois, Josh the J-Man Mutt. What's going on, J-Man? You know, ever since I moved here, um, people have said, you're moving the wrong direction. <laughs> you stay where you were. Not supposed to go to the left. You're supposed to go east. Supposed but, to go uh, to the right, not the left. To the right, not the left. Yep. Hey, but I'm doing on. well here on this beautiful Monday night. Excited for college basketball to start. Yes, uh, it is here. It's upon us. Ready or not, here it is. It's been fun seeing all the predictions and the analysis and the guesses and everything from the experts. But now you get the predictions from the two experts. Yeah. That matter most. <laughs> I tried to say that with confidence with a straight face. Couldn't do it. I uh, should have kept my predictions from last year just to see. I, I know. I think. Did we both have Iowa winning? Well, uh, winning what? The uh, Big Ten? The Big Ten last year. Uh, I can't remember. Um, I think I might have had Illinois. You had Illinois. For the you had fact Illinois. that I be good. Um, I do know I was looking at our bull predictions for 2021, and both of us are doing awful, by the way. I do know this we made those in January, of course. You had a Big Ten team winning it all come March. Yeah, and happen. I think I said it was Iowa was going to win it. Um, and, of course, they get knocked out by Tennessee. Right. But I, I couldn't have told you they got knocked out by That's an impressive memory. They got whooped in the uh, round of no Oregon, not Tennessee. Oregon. Yeah, that was in Baker's life. Yeah, which yeah, it, was well, a, it was such a weird tournament last year. Formerly called, yeah, it's it just seems like a blur to me. I it mean, really uh, does. Of course, of course, Purdue got knocked out by North Texas, and the whole year last year was just weird. Yeah. I'm glad things are more back to normal for this year. Yeah, you had no fans, which they're back, which is so nice. Uh, yep. Places will be rocking tomorrow night, I believe. 
Um, is Purdue play tomorrow? Yes. Uh, Bellarmine, Bellarmine, uh, some school I've never one. heard of. I think so. I guess. Must I be mean, brand new to Division One. Um, and then they play Indiana State on Friday mm-hmm. at home. Gotcha. Uh, you ready to hear some birdie bogey? I am. I'm ready to probably get it wrong, but I'm ready. It's a baseball one. Oh, great. <laughs> Buster Posey has announced his retirement. Posey is one of two players all time to win an MVP, Rookie of the Year, and win three World Series titles. Wow. It's it's a difficult one, but obviously this guy's an all-time great. Mm-hmm. Um Posey is one of two players all time to win MVP, Rookie of the Year, and three World Series titles. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce. Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do you want to start with tonight? Well, why don't you uh, – we have an action-packed show tonight. We have a lot to go over. We have college football, NFL, and college basketball, of course, since this is our preview show. Why don't we get the On This Day out of the way here? That works for me. On This Day in 1951, New York Yankees catcher Yogi Berra won his first of his three MVP awards. Yogi. He had some legendary quotes. Sure did. On this day in 1966, Frank Robinson, Baltimore Orioles outfielder, selected as AL MVP. It was his first player ever to win MVP in both leagues. Hmm. I would not have guessed that would have been him. Me either. On this day in 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson signs an antitrust immunity to AFL-NFL merger. AFL-NFL, yep. yep. I not know can, that can you na- Could you name the original eight AFL teams? Could not tell you. I think the I, Dolphins were one of them, weren't they? Not originally. They joined a few years after the original mm. 1960, but it was all four AFC East or AFC West teams huh? and a majority of the AFC East, also the Houston Oilers. Ah, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1989, Chicago Cub Jerome Walton wins NL Rookie of the Year. Never heard of him. Did nothing after that. <laughs> Um, on this day in 1997, who was named the first manager in Tampa, Tampa Bay Devil Rays history? Oh, I should know this. Uh, Leland was down in, in the Marlins. Um, I, 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 I don't, I got nothing. Former Chicago Cub and New York Yankee pitching coach Larry Rothschild. Oh, okay. Not who I thought it would, would have been. So You know what? That's going to do it for on this day. There was not a very good list this week. That was a short one. But Which is probably, probably good for us. Probably good for us this week. But uh, the On This Day segment, like it is every week, is brought to you by Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving them a call at 574-210-3815. You had a pretty good uh, sports week, uh, specifically in college football. I, I can't remember the last time I've had this good a sports weekend. It's been years. You were due. Years. Years. I mean, uh, Purdue pulls off another top five upset, which I predicted. On the show last yeah. week. I mean, the Bron- there was a reason Michigan State was only favored by two and a half. Sure. And then the Broncos win their – that was their biggest win since 2015. I would say that was a far bigger upset than the Purdue one. 
Yeah. Oh, I had I had no faith going into yesterday, and not only did they beat the Cowboys, but they dominated them. With their doors off. Um, but uh, I could talk either or college football or NFL first. You pick. Let's start with the uh, Big Ten because my my Illini. How about them? He's back. <laughs> I had it. It's funny you mentioned that. I had a text from one of our friends tonight. He goes, "Is Josh going to be on the back on the Illinois football bandwagon?" I said, "I've been waiting for it each episode." I will say this: they are far more competitive this year than they have been in years. Six of their last seven games have been decided by one score or less. Uh, so the defense is given maybe a little hope for the J Man jumping back on the bandwagon. They can find a uh, halfway decent quarterback. They can be decent. It's They're, weird how Bielema kind of threw his guys under the bus and then they responded. See, I don't think he really threw guys under the bus. The players weren't mad at all because um, yeah. he kind of threw the offensive line under the bus saying, well, 10 of the 12 guys that were recruited uh, to play offensive linemen aren't even on the two deep. Well, you know what? 10, all 10 of those guys aren't even on the roster anymore. They transferred away. So yeah. they weren't. he wasn't ripping on the team. He was ripping on the previous coaching staff, which – Previous coaching staff uh, deserved ripped, um, but they're real close to being like I don't know six and four. Yeah, but just got to find a way to win. Yeah, they are. It's uh, man, the bowl picture around the Big Ten is pretty fascinating right now. Um, I mean, Purdue is bowl eligible for the first time before the bucket game since two thousand seven. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy to me. It's been that long since didn't have to wait till the last week of the season to see if your team was going to be bowl eligible or not. Um, and I mean, they got a chance here I, at Ohio state's going to be t- stupid tough this weekend. But uh, after that, they play Northwestern at Wrigley and then Indiana at home. They got, they might have a chance at eight wins. I would say if they don't get to eight wins, it'll be a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, which would be the most wins, once again, since 2007. But that was including a bowl game. If you got to go clear back to 03 to get uh, regular season wins of eight or more. Whole uh, Aiden O'Connell likes playing those top five teams, doesn't he? Man, he, that was by far his best game in Ross Aid. I mean, like I said last week on the podcast, I mean, he made it, a different it was quarterback away. Top four best passing games in the history of the Big Ten. It was the fifth in the Big Ten, third most in uh, Purdue history. David Blau has the most in Purdue history and the Big Ten. We were at that game against mm-hmm. Missouri. We threw for uh, 574. Curtis Painter's second in Purdue history, and now Aiden O'Connell, the walk-on from a couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, yeah, he played great. Um, some people were arguing about it on the Purdue message boards if it was the greatest Purdue quarterback performance of all time. Because, yeah, Blau went nuts passing yards wise against Missouri, but he did throw a pick or two and they lost. And they lost. Yep. So a lot were saying a lot of people were saying, yeah, Greasy had a good one against number one Notre Dame years and years ago. Drew Brees had an almost perfect game in nineteen ninety nine against Minnesota. Kyle Orton went off against some cupcakes a few times like Ball State and and then uh Indiana out uh in a bucket game once. So uh, there's a lot of good ones. But yeah, Aiden man, he can't say enough about the kid. He's uh definitely there the right quarterback to go with um, and rumor there's rumors. It's nothing confirmed rumors uh, that uh, he might be coming back next year for a sixth year. Is it, could he be a sixth year guy? Yeah. He, he could use his COVID year for a sixth year. Oh, nice man. So, That'd be uh, huge. Cause uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's really sparked them cause their offense was, wasn't doing a whole lot under plumber. Oh. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Jack uh, didn't throw any interceptions, but he couldn't move the ball. 
And yeah. Aiden would throw picks once in a while, but he was moving the ball. He and he uh, kind of has a little bit of that gun gunslinger's uh, mentality in sure. a sense. Um, sure. Not afraid to make a mistake, which you like in a quarterback. He might turn it over a little bit more than you want, but man, if he goes out there and wins you games, it's all you can ask for. Exactly. And David Bell, I can't say enough about the guy. He now has more hundred yard receiving games in Purdue history than any other receiver. That's fifteen. I mean, Rondell Moore was explosive. Special player, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but I think David Bell is, and he's played more games because he's been more healthy. I think he's the best Purdue receiver of all time, and um, man, he's just he's special. Has there been any talk about him potentially coming back? No, I think him and Karloftis are good as gone. Yeah, I mean Karloftis has almost cemented himself as a first round pick at this point. Mm-hmm. I think Bell will end up being a second round pick. Yeah, but man, I mean, he- I, I mean if he played for Alabama. And put up yeah. these stats, he'd be in the Heisman uh, contention he, right now. He kind of reminds me of Jarvis Landry a little bit. Um, not super fast, but great route runner. Catches everything in his vicinity and just so ridiculously strong. Yeah, I, I say Reggie Wayne. Jarvis that's, is a good one, that's too. That's a really good one as well. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, he's a special talent. I mean, he went nuts. And even though he went nuts, he wasn't even the best receiver in the Big Ten on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, the uh, kid from Ohio State went nuts, and then, uh, um, uh, oh, starts with a D on Penn State. Dotson? Couldn't tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had like 240 yeah. <laughs> against Maryland. So, I mean, the Big Ten's got some talented wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but uh, also around the Big Ten, Ohio State survived a scare in Nebraska, and Nebraska's officially can't make a bowl now, but they sound like they're going to – renegotiate or restructure, I should say, uh, Jeff Brom's or Jeff Brom, Scott Frost's contract. But <laughs> they, Scott can't Frost quit him. they Scott, can't quit him for some reason. Scott Frost and Nebraska, they got rid of four or five offensive coaches. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be Frost's offense, though? Yeah, it's supposed That's to be. funny. Scapegoating those guys. And then uh, what else? Uh, Michigan beat Indiana. Indiana officially can't make a bowl now. Man, they're disappointing. Yeah, I know they've had a bunch of injuries, tough schedule, but yeah, I mean, two and seven. Oh, only team in the Big Two that won the conference game yet. I don't know what else you say at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just been a colossal disaster, really. Illinois got got a big upset win over Minnesota. Just when people start talking about Minnesota, yeah, and uh, Illinois punter is my new favorite non-Purdue uh, player <laughs> in college football. That was glorious. Uh, Blake Hayes, Ro- he, he has no fear. Snaps it over his knee. <laughs> that was great. That was a uh, great punt too. Pinning them at the two, I think, with yep. a minute left or something like that. Wisconsin's really, really good. Yeah, they're they have turned it on ever since that Purdue game. Really, Hayes. they kind of broke out because they were looking awful, and I think they're going to end up in uh, mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Oh, I think it looks like we're going to get a matchup that we've seen many times: Ohio yep. State and Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, Mich- don't count Michigan out yet. Um, but uh, then uh, Iowa beat Northwestern. I didn't even see the score till this morning, to be honest. I didn't know it was that close of a game. Um, yeah, that yeah. was probably the boringest game anyone's ever watched. Just uh, interesting, interesting races coming yeah. down the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten West got a four-way tie in first place. Now Wisconsin owns the tiebreakers over everybody right now. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to go through and pick some Big Ten games? Yeah, let me do my power rankings real oh, quick. Oh, that's right. I always forget every week that you do those power rankings. Uh, cause, cause it's, it's been a work in progress. We'll see if I continue it next season. Uh, number 14, we got a new bottom seller team this week. 
Indiana fell back to the cellar. They were 13th last week. And, and, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, they're the only team who hasn't won a conference game. So yeah, kind of have to put them down there. Uh, moving up to 13th from 14th, Northwestern. I mean, you can really flip a coin between those two, in my opinion. Number 12, falling from 11 is Nebraska. What else is there to say that we haven't already said in the podcast? Three and seven, firing a bunch of their staff. They still have uh, uh, Iowa on the schedule, and I think Wisconsin. Who did they play this week? No. Um, they're off this week. So, yeah, well, I think Wisconsin next week. So I don't think they're going to win another game. Uh, at 11 spot, falling from 10's Rutgers. They still got a chance of bowl eligibility, but they're really reeling lately. Mm-hmm. They've really woken up, it seems. Must Num- win for them in Indiana. Yep. Number 10, moving up from 12, Illinois. I mean, you got Top a- 10, all right. Got it. That's the highest I've had them in a long time. That's uh, the highest they've been in five years. Uh, got it. Got to move them up there. I mean, they, they take down a, another ranked opponent on the road. That's twice this year. They're the road warriors. Now they just need to do something at home. Yeah. Uh, number nine, staying at number nine is Maryland. Just kind of, kind of there. Uh, number eight, dropping down from number six, Minnesota. I mean, like I said, they got ranked 20th in, in the country and then just fell flat in their face. Number seven, staying at seven's Penn State. Interesting team. I mean, they got a decent record, but they play Michigan still and Michigan State. So we'll see where they end up. And I still am staying with that James Franklin won't be there next year. Mm-hmm. Number six, up from number eight, I put Purdue. I mean, they – now six and three, bowl eligible, and 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 beat a uh, what then was ranked number three Michigan State team. So I had to move them up a little bit. Top five's pretty close to being the same. Iowa's still at five. Wisconsin's still at four. Michigan's at three. But I switched one and two. Michigan State is now at two. Ohio State has reclaimed the first spot, first time in a while. Yeah, in my power rankings. I think. Um... After they lost to Oregon, you had them down. I don't know where you had them, but I think mm-hmm. we both said, think by about November, you'll have them back up at number one, and here we are. And here we are. They, I mean, they've been struggling a little bit the last two weeks, but they could at any moment put the pedal to the metal, yeah. click on all cylinders, and beat a team by four touchdowns pretty easily. Yep. All right, picking games now? Yep, let's do it. Michigan at Penn State. Penn State is a one-point favorite. And this is one my one-point game because this was a really tough one. I thought uh, I could see go either way, but I think Michigan's slightly the better team. I'm going to Wolverines on the road. I'm giving the home team the benefit of the doubt here, and I have Penn State for one. Yeah, that's uh, – So it's, it's yep. a coin flip, as, Mich- it's, as is indicated by the spread. If Michigan can win out, including the Big Ten Championship game, of course, they will be in the playoffs. So this game's huge. They need them. Uh, Northwestern at Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin for six. I have Wisconsin for six as well. Um, yeah. I struggle to see Northwestern scoring more than I, – I don't know if Northwestern <laughs> gets out of the single digits. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rutgers offense hasn't been that bad this year, and Wisconsin went to East Piscataway and only let allowed three points. So Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rutgers, they play at Indiana. Indiana is seven-point favorites. And I, I'm going with the Hoosiers to get their first Big Ten win, but I'm only putting two confident points on it. I have two points on it as well. Um, yeah, uh, if Indiana doesn't win this one, it could get ugly there. Are you t- you're taking Indiana then? Yeah, for two. Um, Purdue at Ohio State. Ohio State is a 20-point favorite. Yeah. Um, 
I think the spread will fall a little bit by game time, but not too much. It's a 3.30 ABC game. So the same time slot, the same channel that Purdue beat Iowa and Michigan State on. Um, I'm sure a few of those Michigan State players remaining from 2018 want revenge. That was Michigan. That was Ohio State's last Big Ten loss. They've rattled off 24 straight. But Purdue hadn't won in the horseshoe since 1988. Last time Purdue played in the horseshoe, you remember this, J-Man, was 2012. One of my least favorite, uh, one of my most heartbreaking Purdue losses of all time. I was scared Uh, to make eye contact with you after that one. I don't think I talked for 45 minutes after that game. Um, I still say, I I will go to my grave saying if Purdue wins that game, Danny Hope doesn't get fired. Mm -hmm. And then they don't get Daryl Hazel and probably don't have Jeff Brom right now. But with all that said, I think Ohio State is just too good. I think Purdue covers that spread. But I'm taking Ohio State for three confidence points. I have Ohio State for five. Um, sure. If it was if it was at Purdue, it'd be a different confident point. But man, I just when's the last time Ohio State's lost two home games in a season? Ah, I don't know. Been, That's a good a question. Long time. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult one. But that was a huge win for Boilers over the weekend. To already was. get to six wins. Yep. Uh, Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa is a six-point favorite. The over/under set at only thirty-seven. Yeah, don't these two play for the Floyd and Rosedale, the Pig Trophy? That sounds right. Um, I think Iowa's the better team. I mean, maybe Minnesota bounces back, but uh, I think Iowa wins four confidence points. I have Iowa for three. Um, Illinois showed how you can beat Minnesota, though. You just kind of stack the line, make Tanner Morgan try to beat you. He threw yep. two terrible interceptions um, in that game. Of course. Minnesota's down to about their eighth running back, yeah, so they are. Um, it's going to be tough for them. But yeah, Iowa, I think too good. Um, I think Minnesota keeps it close, though. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game too. Yeah, um, Maryland at Michigan State. Michigan State's got to be a little PO'd. Yeah, I think they bounce back and get the dub here. I got five points on them. I mean, uh, what I, I liked about Purdue, they let Kenneth Walker get his. You know, he mm-hmm. went for. I think a buck uh, 54 or something like that on the ground. He's going to do that. He's just too good. But they didn't let Thorne beat them in the air. So it yep. uh, forced um, an interception there on the goal line, a fourth and goal one time, or fourth and four one time. And uh, it's interesting to note real quick, uh, I'll, and then I'll, be, I'll get done talking about Purdue, but back when Purdue made the Rose Bowl in the 2000 season, they went up to East Lansing, second to last game of the year. And pretty much if they win that, they win Indiana there in the Rose Bowl. And Michigan State shellacked them up in East Lansing. And really, at the time, it looked like it cost them a Rose Bowl bid, and it definitely cost Drew Brees his Heisman, or at least uh, serious contention for it, even though he got third because he had an awful game, arguably his worst game of his career. And he turned the clock 21 years later, and Purdue kills Michigan State's chances of making the playoff and maybe Kenneth Walker's chance of a Heisman. Even though he had a good game, I think I think Michigan State really had to have a special season. And I, even though Michigan State, I think wins this week, I don't know if they beat Penn State and Ohio State. Those are the, or Ohio State and Penn State. Those are the two remaining games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Michigan I State agree. for five. You know. um, I have Michigan State for four. Uh, I think they beat them pretty. Pretty handily. Um, Maryland needs just one more win to get to a bowl, and I don't know who they play the rest of the year. Did you already say that? No. Um, I feel like they play Rutgers still. If they play Rutgers, then they probably get to a bowl. Should get to a bowl. but Rutgers and Penn State maybe? Maybe not. I don't know. I, I haven't. Maryland just played can... Penn State last week. Oh, uh, oh yeah. We're talking Maryland. I, think, I thought you said Rutgers for some reason. Um, let me look it up here if my phone loads. Um we got uh, Maryland goes to Michigan State next week. 
And then they have, or this week, of course, then they have uh, Michigan at home and at Rutgers. <laughs> that Rutgers one's going to be for all the marbles for them. Yep. yep. And potentially Rutgers too. Yeah. <laughs> it could be for Rutgers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, going around the top 25 here, Alabama plays New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico. Why, why, why do they do this? I don't understand it. New Mexico State's one and eight. Can you guess the spread on that? 55. 51 and a half. That was a really I, good guess. I will say, Coach O and LSU gave Alabama everything they wanted. And yeah, I'm not so sure Saban has the right coordinators in place on a staff for once. Well, Bill O'Brien is the OC. I don't remember who's the DC, but I can't remember. Uh, I mean, their defense is playing better than their offense, but their offense, I mean, Stroud, or not Stroud, geez, Bryce Young's probably going to win the Heisman, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought they would kill LSU. Oklahoma at Baylor. Baylor coming off a loss to TCU, right? Yeah, bad, bad loss. Yeah, TCU that had an interim head coach. Um, I think Oklahoma gets it done. I agree. Uh, Mississippi State at Auburn. I don't know if Mississippi State's still ranked. They're ranked seventeenth on this one, and they're five and four. Yeah, they won't be. They lost over the weekend mm. um, to, I think it was Arkansas. Um, they play Auburn. Bo Nix. He likes to remind everybody just when you think he's good that, yeah. hey, I could throw a bad game in there. But uh, give me Auburn. Yeah, give me Auburn. Um, yeah, think um, Tennessee covers the twenty and a half point spread against Georgia. It's in Tennessee. Yeah, I think they do. I'm really impressed with what Hypo's doing. Good. I predicted them to beat Kentucky last week. Um, I think they found something in Hypo. Yeah, he's going to start getting his own guys in there and uh, watch out for Tennessee to. Yeah, do they something might finally have a football coach. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they cover, but Georgia wins the game. Number 14, Texas AM travels to Oxford, Mississippi to take on Ole Miss. Texas AM's two and a half point favorites. This is college game day. Uh, Ole Miss whooped up on Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Um, I'm going to go hotty toddy, Ole Miss. Give me A&M on the road. Number 19, NC State traveling to Wake Forest. Wake Forest coming off a heartbreaking loss to Carolina. Heartbreaking loss, but didn't count against their conference record because that was a count as a non-conference game. Neither team was supposed to play each other. I, I, in a couple years ago when the schedule came out and they made sure they played each other, but the ACC wasn't going to count it. So that's a oh. crock of crap. If, I, if I'm the other <laughs> ACC team, crap. I'm mad because Wake Forest is still undefeated in conference. Yeah. Um, I think the storybook, and I, I, I called North Carolina last week, by the way. I just want to remind everybody of that. Um, I think Wake Forest, it's been fun. It was a great start, great story. I think NC State wins this game, ultimately wins that side of the ACC. Um. Carolina was actually favored last week. They were. They were. Uh, give me Wake Forest. I think they bounce back at home. Could Notre Dame get a loss this week at Virginia? Place will be rocking. Virginia puts up a lot of points, but they That's also quarterback Notre Dame's probably played all year. Yeah, they also give up a lot of points. It seems like. Um, I think Irish win a tight one. This will be the J Man's book it prediction of the week. Give me the who's. Notre Dame is five and a half point favorites. I think Virginia beats them outright. I think you predicted that before the season started. I don't know. I think I, I think mean, that Virginia's was one of your like. I think that was um, one of your three losses you had Notre Dame or something. 
Yeah, uh, we need Notre Dame to lose, so there's not that constant. Should Notre Dame be in the playoffs? You know, Notre Dame fans need to be rooting for Purdue. Hard. Yeah. Not only to knock off Ohio State, but for strength the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis watching for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Did that read with nothing in front of me. Impressive. Rolled off the tongue. What a memory. <laughs> this is an interesting one here in the uh, Mountain West. We have seven and two Nevada, four and one in the Mountain West, traveling to number twenty four San Diego State. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, Nevada Carson here. Strong has thirty two hundred passing yards and twenty five touchdowns for Nevada this year. Don't don't talk about that guy around me, please. I still have <laughs> nightmares when he's fourth string and came in and uh, beat Purdue in the two thousand nineteen season he, opener. He's obviously pretty dang good. I know he was literally fourth string uh, that week, but uh, yeah, uh, give me the Aztecs at home. Yeah, they're two and a half point favorites. I think they win. Um, yeah, I, I have win. not watched a Mountain West game this year. I haven't stayed up past ten on a Saturday <laughs> this year. I used to love watching the Pac-12 at dark games, but yeah, can't do it anymore. Now this daylight savings time uh, ended. It's confusing me and making me really tired. Man, I'm telling you, being in the Central Time Zone, I'm driving home from work. It's four fifteen, and the sun was below the trees. That's imp- that's depressing. Uh, it was awful. In a few weeks in December, it's going to be even worse. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be like 345 in this that's going down. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. NFL here. Not yeah. this real quick. You got anything else? Nope, nope. It was a fun, wild college football weekend, and I think we're going to get wild weeks uh, here on out. Three winners, three losers. Uh, did you by chance calculate who won the belt this week? I did. Staying home. It is staying home? Yep. The game that hurt you and helped me was I had more on the Ravens. The Ravens play. Minnesota? The Vikings. I had 10 on the Ravens. Yeah, you had 10 on the Ravens. I only had four. Shoot. Yeah, that was we kind need. of the difference because the only game we differed on was the Browns Bengals. And I only and had I only, four on the Bengals, and you had yeah, one had on the Browns, Browns for one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I because th- we both have the Steelers tonight, I believe, for the same 13, amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think fiddle. I won by two or three points this week. Fiddlesticks. So, yep. Three I'll winners, three home. losers. Well, one of my winners, and I could pan the camera around in this room, I don't get a call on winners very often. Uh, the Denver Broncos, and I'm not just, because, not just because they're now, they had a winning record of five and four, but they're playing the team that a lot of people were saying is the best team in the NFC in their house and kicked the living crap out of them. Yeah. I know the score indicated the game was a lot closer than it was. I mean, the Broncos were up 27 to zero. At one time, Dak and Zeke could not do anything. Okay, that's and, what happens when you don't start Cooper Rush. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the Broncos offense, Pat Shermer finally, not only did he run the ball, he stayed with the run for the first time all year, and it worked fabulously. Teddy, I mean, he didn't light the world on fire, but he did what he had to do. And, man, I mean, in, in a week they trade Von Miller, and I had basically given up on him. They're reeling me right back in. And now they got Philly at home this week before a bye. So, and the AFC West is open <laughs> for now. I think the Raiders are done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Raiders just went to look like they were getting things going. The Henry yeah. Ruggs incident and, and then they lose to the Giants. And, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Cleveland Browns are one of my winners uh, going too. on the road. Um, I think OBJ's a cancer. I Baker, really do. Baker sucks though, Josh. Baker's the problem. Ba- yeah, Baker's the problem. Yeah, he lit it up pretty good yesterday. Um, OBJ, I mean, he was a cancer in New York, cancer in Cleveland. Um, he's going to he ruin some other next? locker room. Yep. yep. It's the reality of the situation. Absolutely. So. Uh, my other winner, because I had the Browns as winner, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Sunday night football last night, they go into L.A., punch the Rams in the mouth. No Derrick Henry, no problem. Um, it helps when you pick off Stafford back-to-back plays, and one of them is for pick six, and the other one might as well have been for a pick six. Uh, man, I, I've said this a while. I like Mike Vrabel. His teams are just tough. Just yeah. tough. And Colt fans, just when they think they got a glimmer of hopes to get back in the AFC South, Tennessee just doesn't lose. Yeah, t- Tennessee has a lot of injuries on defense, too. Their secondary is ravaged with injuries. Um, and they couldn't pull off a trade at the deadline yes, um, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and their defense continues to play really, really well. It's kind of a next-man-up philosophy. Uh, my last winner here, I had the Titans as a winner as well. Uh, my last winner, Arizona Cardinals, playing yep. without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, going into San Francisco, and Colt McCoy plays really well. Um I really, really think Kyle Shanahan's on the hot seat, and he should be on the hot seat, as should John Lynch, for that I, matter. And I, I, even though I was just, you know, praising the Broncos for this week's effort, I mean, I don't think Vic Fangio's in the clear by any means. I still think he has to make the playoffs to keep his job. And if he gets fired and Shanahan gets fired, even though, you know, he would get fired for bad performance, that's still who I would want the Broncos to hire oh, as the next head coach. Yeah. I think my uh, favorite team's coach will get fired, and that's who I want them their first call to be. Yeah. Um, who knows if the 49ers make that decision, but, man, it's been disappointing for them, and I think they well, should just play Trey Lance the rest of the year. They need to get him healthy, and then yeah. they need to roll with him because Jimmy G's not the guy. Yeah. Uh, three losers. Well, nine, San Francisco Niners are one of my losers. Um, like you said, I mean, at home, you're playing against one of the best teams in the league, but they don't have their quarterback, don't have their best wide receiver. And you're not even close, not even close. And you get George Kittle back, and you're not even close. Yeah. So just a disaster going on in San Fran. And some idiot predicted them on their on their, uh, game-by-game season predictors to lose like only one or two games. You do that every year for them. I, I hate it. <laughs> um, after all that's happened this week with the past week with the Raiders, um, they're an absolute loser. I think I Henry Ruggs is going to go to prison for a long time. As he should. As he should. Um, and it's, I mean, he he made the decision to go out and do what he did, um, so we shouldn't deserve any sort of sympathy. But, man, 22-year-old kid having his life completely ripped out from under him because of a decision he made. Um, it's a pretty sad situation all around. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's awful. I mean, um but this day and age, with Ubers, Lyfts, yep. even no taxis, friends, no excuse to get behind no the excuse. wheel when you've had too much to drink. 156 miles an hour. Yep, and, and made impact 127. Yep, so um, he's going to go away for a long time. Um, yep. They Their first round pick last year, they just waved him today because he was making threats with a firearm. I just um, saw that before we started the pod. <laughs> so it's been a mess for their first round picks in 2020. The, the Raiders um, are gutter Raider. Yeah. They're never going to change. And we don't even talk about the fact that they lost to the Giants. Yeah. And, and they were winning the division coming into yesterday. So I, I could see things 
um, folding in on themselves and maybe even lose out or something like that. (laughs) Um, But Raiders are one of mine. Cowboys are one of mine. Uh, getting Dak back, losing a home game where they were favored by. I don't know how much they were favored by. I don't. I think it. I think it was like twelve. Or I was going to say like I think that, it was yeah. double digits. Um, oh. They just they didn't play well. Broncos played unbelievably well. Yeah, don't um, know where that came from, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. Cowboys are one of my losers. My other third and last loser, the Buffalo Bills. Me too. That's the worst loss any team's had all year. Nine to six. You go into Jacksonville. You can only put up six points. You have one of the best offices in the league, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and the Jaguars just are not a good football team. Terrible. And, well, I mean, I know it's, and it was a crazy Sunday in the NFL with a lot of un, 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 unexpected results and upsets, but wow, that was bad. Just when I want to pencil them in as my AFC representative in the Super Bowl, they go and pull that. Nobody wants to win the AFC. It's wide, wide open. And the AFC East, there's a team that's coming. And I hate it. And I hate it. I hate it. Yep. Um, Mac Jones is going to be great. I know. Uh, I know. (laughs) Here you go again. Yep. All right. Tanner won the belt. Um, I'm guaranteed to get it back this week, though. I think you said something like that last week. I did, but uh, it was a bad week for pick any sort of fantasy sort of football. It was a bad week for me. You lost to... A guy the worst in the league who had one win. Yeah, the worst one ever. And I was sitting there, sitting pretty at third in our league, and I lost to our good friend Connor Thompson. Yeah. I hope he listens to this. Scuba uh, squad. My team had the worst week I've had in fantasy in a long time. 84 points. It was awful. Uh, Hopkins was hurt. Uh, didn't really have anyone on buys either. Uh, Josh Allen played terribly. Uh, my team just was awful. That just happens sometimes. Yep. Starting Thursday night with a game that I'll have to watch and don't really want to, but Baltimore have at Miami. To. Uh, yeah. No uh, Baltimore plays. Baltimore survived one yesterday. They probably should have lost against the Vikings, um, which was weird to watch two teams wearing purple. I just, that I don't know. That was weird to me. Uh, but I think the Ravens win this one pretty easily. Uh, give me the Ravens for 12. I have the Ravens for nine. Um, I think they run all over them. Dolphins won't be able to stop them. They definitely won't be able to score enough points. They're trash. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tweeted yesterday that that was the most unenjoyable win I've ever watched. Hey, they tried to get a new quarterback before the trade deadline. So. Five five turnovers, and they somehow – that just shows how bad Houston is, for one. That the, oh, they're, they're, they're not they're winning so another bad. game. Uh, Jacksonville will beat them and yeah. the next time they play. Um, Atlanta at Dallas. Yeah, interesting. He, one here. Atlanta would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. They had a big um, one. I think Dallas bounce, bounces back at home. If not, there's trouble in paradise there. Dallas for seven. I have Dallas for eight. Um, yeah, I think they bounce back. Uh, New Orleans at Tennessee. I made this prediction before uh, the Titans won last night, so uh, I'm not exactly thrilled with it. I made my uh, predictions earlier today. Um you know, Trevor Simeon tried to lead a crazy comeback. They got the lead, but then the defense couldn't hold Matty Ice getting his team in field goal range, so they drop a home game. Uh, I don't see them win on the road. I liked how Tennessee played last night. Give me the Titans for five. Oh, man, you you and me both. I have the Titans for five. I thought you were going to have them for like 12 or something like no. that. No, I'm not that confident in them. Um, but. I, I think they win pretty good, though, after beating L.A. last night. Oh, they should be feeling high and mighty. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. 
Yeah, Indianapolis got much need to win on Thursday night, uh, but Jacksonville now coming off a win, so Indy, and he's got to watch out. But send Lucas Oil. I got the Colts for 10. I have the Colts for 14. That's my highest confidence. Wow. Um, Colts are significantly better. Yeah. It's at home. Um, Cleveland at New England. Toughest game of the week for me to predict. Yep. Yep. I got the my Patriots one for one point. Who are you taking? Pats for one. I have Cleveland for one. You're Cleveland born. Yeah, showing. I am. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Cleveland for one. Got to show that Cleveland proud. <laughs> Cleveland pride. Screwed that up. Yeah, it's Cleveland. They're, you're supposed to screw things up. <laughs> right on par. Buffalo at the New York Jets. Buffalo bounces back. If not, then uh, Be- <laughs> yeah. Um, Buffalo for 11. I have Buffalo for 11 um, as well. Uh, Detroit at Pittsburgh. This is my 14-pointer. Even though Steelers haven't even played yet tonight against the Bears, I just think the Lions are awful. Steelers for 14. I have the Steelers for 12. I think they blow them out. Uh, Tampa Bay at Washington football team. Both teams coming off a bye. Um, I think Brady and this offense is way too much for a um, uh, Washington football team defense that's been really disappointing. Give me the Bucks for 13. Half Tampa Bay for 13. You cheater. Um, both teams, as you said, coming off a bye. Tom Brady's pretty good coming off a bye. I don't think Washington has a chance. Yep. Carolina at Arizona. Uh, yeah, I can't figure out this Carolina team. I just actually just don't think they're that good. Arizona's at home. Not sure if they'll have Kyler or, or DeAndre back, either or or both. But either way, Cardinals for nine. I have the Cardinals for 10. I don't think it matters who's playing quarterback for them. Colt McCoy's a pretty dang good backup. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, Minnesota at the Los Angeles Chargers. Sorry, Logan Strim. I don't think I've picked the uh, Vikings once. It's not happening this week. Chargers, but only for four. I have the Chargers for four. We're real close again this week. The yeah, Chargers um, got a good win over the uh, uh, Eagles yesterday. So Herbert, big man, win. He's, he's, he's a stud. Herbert's a stud. Yep. Philadelphia at the Denver Broncos. I'm feeling good again. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but uh, I just I know one of my dad's good friends and a good friend of the show, an avid watcher every week, Sean Shriver. He thinks the Eagles are really close, and they do have two or three first round picks. He thinks they're going to be a contender this year if, or next year, if not next year, 2023. He might be right about that, but I just don't think they're very good right now. I think Denver's defense gives Hurts problems next week. Give me Denver for six. I have Denver for three. Um, I think Philadelphia can keep it close. Mm-hmm. Denver coming off that huge high of sure. winning in Dallas. I could see him falling back a little bit, but I still think sure. they ultimately win. Um, Seattle at Green Bay. looks like Russell Wilson might play this week. Yeah, and this that, that changed my pick. I was going to pick Green Bay, even though it might be hard for Aaron Rodgers to be ready. I think the closest he can be ready is by Saturday. Um, Jordan Love was not good against Kansas City. Tough environment uh, to play in in your first start. But with the news of Russell coming back, give me Seattle on the road for three. I have Green Bay for seven. I'm betting on the fact that Rodgers is back. That that could be the deciding factor right there. Um, I I don't think Green Bay wins if Jordan Love's starting. No, I agree. Um, Kansas City at the Vegas Raiders. I'm not watching this game. I can tell you that much. Um, yeah, I still don't think Kansas City's that good. Oh, they're um, their defense not isn't good. That well. Patrick Mahomes, I, I still think he's a fantastic quarterback. One of the best, if not the best, in the league, talent wise. But 
he's not the Mahomes he has been the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Something got up to him. I wonder if he's banged up or something. Something's up there. Uh, I think Kansas City gets this done, but I'm only putting two points on it. I have Kansas City for two as well. Yeah. Um, yes. You said they didn't. I mean, how many? They scored what? Thirteen points. Yeah, against Green Bay. Um, offense isn't clicking like it used to. They can't run the ball whatsoever. And those um, contracts are catching up to the team too. Yep. yep. Uh, final game here: the Rams at San Francisco. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if Von Miller makes his debut. Thought he was going to last night, but his ankle's still giving him problems. Uh, but I think the Rams are just that much better than the Niners. Give me the Rams for eight. I have the Rams for six. Um. Niners are rough. Yeah, they're just they're rough to watch. They used to be so yep. fun to watch. And uh, yep. teams in the bye week for your fantasy considerations: the Chicago Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Houston Texans, and the New York Football Giants. Yes, sir. Big Ten basketball preview. I'm excited, and my word association goes right into that. I gave you a long list here of Illinois players, <laughs> oh, boy. past players. <laughs> and I want to know your first word or thought that comes to mind. And I don't have these in chronological order. I'm going to put the belt down now. It's this, all this gold's hurting my shoulder here, Jamie. Okay. Um, all right. Rich McBride. Oh man. Shooter. Um, kind of overrated though. Yep. Roger Powell. The Rev. He was, he was the junkyard dog. Six, six power forward on those great teams. Um, did everything mike tisdale tizzy uh i think your dad always said best 15 foot jumper in the country he did have a good jumper yes he <laughs> seven did. foot one i remember he was on a six thousand calorie diet a day remember that big 10 journey feature on him yeah mike davis underrated um he was a fantastic rebounder uh one of the all-time leading rebounders in school history um he was a good player frank williams Frankie, uh, DeMonte's uh, dad. <laughs> he, he was the first good Illinois player I could remember when I was going to watch Purdue play Illinois when I yeah. was young. He was insanely good um, back there in the early 2000s. There's a guy on Twitter I follow. Every time DeMonte Williams misses a shot or something, he said, I can't believe that's the same genes. can't believe <laughs> the same bloodline. Luther Head. Uh, athletic. That dude could hop out of the gym. Um, led the uh, NBA in three-point field goal shooting one year. Yeah, how many years did he played in the league? About eight. About eight. He, was, he was there for a while. Dimitri McKamey. Man, um, that dude was so good, but he'd get in Weber's doghouse more than any player in the Weber era. I remember his senior year, he came off the bench a couple times because Weber was so upset at him. Um, but he was an all big 10 first team. Uh, I think his junior year, he was a good player. I remember either his freshman or sophomore year, a really good, uh, Purdue team. It was the baby boilers year. The Oh, seven, Oh eight year yeah, he was a tournament and put on a show and he, beat him in overtime. Freshman. Man, he was gay. I want to say he put up 30. He was tough. Yeah, he was, night. he was good. I remember he went toe to toe with Eric Gordon that game too. Um, in against Indiana. Um, Brian cook. Ryan Cook, he um, he was a big uh, Big Ten Player of the Year in two thousand three, I want to say, and he he played in the uh, NBA. Lake, for, Lakers drafted him. Yep. Yeah, I would say he was in the NBA for seven eight years as well. Trent Meacham. Meacham, he was just hired by Big Ten Network. Well, I put him um, on here to be a um, 
commentator, he uh great shooter. He he was on that really good um Illinois team in 2008, 2009 or 07-08, one of those. Um he was a good player. Transfer from Dayton. I did not know that. Calvin Brock. Calvin Brock's known for two things. I remember him hitting the <laughs> hitting the shot to almost seal it at numbers seven or eight Purdue um, in overtime. And I remember he had a one-handed tip slam against a terrible Indiana team. Those are the only things I can remember him for. <laughs> Myers Leonard. Myers. Uh, God dang. <laughs> Gets me every time. That dude was the goofiest, most, most athletic seven-footer I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that you did a good job not cursing there, despite <laughs> describing Myers Leonard. I knew that was going to test you. Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. Um, man, John Gross might still be there if he wouldn't have kicked him out of school because they would have been an easy tournament team the year he uh, got in some trouble. Io DeSumo. The closer, uh, most clutch Illinois player ever. Uh, one of the most clutch Big Ten players ever. That dude would hit big shot after big shot after big shot. Um, they're going to miss him. Sean Pruitt. Couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. Uh, three more here. Darren Williams. Um, Probably a top three or five Illinois player in the NBA ever. D Brown legend, uh, his, his cornrows popping that front of the Jersey out. Uh, it's thing of legends. And I think they'll end up building a statue of that. And Brandon Paul. Oh man. Um, frustrating, but also really good. It, that's what made him so frustrating. He's really good, but then he'd have a game where he'd turn it over nine times. I remember him putting um, up 40 against Ohio state. Yeah. 43 against Ohio state. He had 35 at Gonzaga on, I think 15 shots or something stupid like that. Oh, um, one, one more, one more Tyler Griffey. Oh man. He's known for one thing and one thing only. And that's that uh, layup against Indiana. Number one, to, Indiana had to bring that up. Had to, <laughs> had to bring that up. And the word association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew, Aki LLC are located at two Oh six, fourth street in Logansport, Indiana. Rep provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practice criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call Rep today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Episodes brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. Dan Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focuses on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle on their beer garden or outdoor bar area, weathery boat or wheels, the Dan Landing is the place to be located 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Over the weekend, they had what they called the hot smoke. They had Central Texas-style brisket, chopped brisket, ridiculously moist smoked turkey, low and slow-pulled pork, and baby back ribs by the bone. Man, where was was I? Friday and Saturday, 5 p.m. until sold out. So I'm guessing they will do that again this weekend. Get yourself some BBQ. I love myself some good barbecue. Me too. Just like I love myself some... uh, 
some golf. Some golf. Speaking of golf, this episode of the Tan and Jamin Show is brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer. Built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more at circle15golf.com. I... uh have each Big Ten team ranked here. So do you, did you do that? I did, my friend. I did. I say we start with number 14. Who you got finishing dead last? The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Same. I'll be shocked if they win three conference games. They added seven transfers and a new coach from um, Xavier's assistant, Ben Johnson. Glad you said his name because I couldn't think of it today. I just know Patino went to New Mexico. I have Northwestern finishing 13th. I got Nebraska, 13th, uh, another team that has a lot of transfers, but they have a stud freshman this year. Yes, uh, Bryce McGowans, he's a five-star five star forward, and they got a transfer from Arizona State, Alonzo Verge, who averaged over 14. I, I just never know how their transfers are going to work, yeah. and until Hoiberg pulls them out of the bottom few spots, I'm going to yeah. have them there. Uh, Northwestern has the same roster that went 9-15 and 15 last season, so I don't think they'll be very good. Who you your, your, your boy, John Ross Stein or Sting, he predicted Northwestern to be a tournament team. Today. He's an idiot. <laughs> Number 12. <laughs> Number 12, I got Penn State. Uh, new coach, Micah Shrewsbury, former Boiler assistant, Butler assistant, and uh, Boston Celtic assistant. But um, he lost a lot. He lost his uh, backcourt and uh, – I think that's going to hurt them. However, they added transfers forward Greg Lee, who averaged 13-7 and seven at Western Michigan, guard Jaheim Cornwall, who averaged 14 points per game at Gardner-Webb, and then Jalen Pickett, who averaged 13 points per game, six rebounds, and five assists per game at Siena. You did a lot more research than I did. Um, I have them finishing 10th. I have Wisconsin finishing 12th. Um, I have the Badgers at 10. They lost Travis Trice. Travis Trice? Demetric Trice. Yeah. Demetric Trice to old age. Um, and Nate Reavers and Micah Potter, Jonathan Davis, I think we'll have a big sophomore leap and Brad Davison's back. Yeah. I got um, that. Who you have finishing 11th Northwestern. I, I, have, I, I have Nebraska finishing 11th. I think nine through 14 is not going to be good in the big 10 this year. I agree. Uh, who do you have finishing ninth? The Iowa Hawkeyes. I agree. They lost uh Garza and Wies camp. They did add six, nine transfer from North Dakota, Philip Rebraca. Average 17 points and 7.5 boards per game. I think Keegan Murray could be an all-Big Ten team, on an all-Big Ten team. Bohannon's there for a 17th year. Um, <laughs> McCaffrey's still there. Both McCaffrey's. Yeah, both McCaffrey. Yeah, and all three of them, including their dad, the yeah, coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I, – I don't – yeah, I think the Hawkeyes lost too much. Who you have finishing eighth? The Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. I have them finishing seventh. Uh, Geo Baker's back. I about cried when he came back because he's just a Purdue killer. But they lost Jacob Young. Yep. And they lost um, Johnson. His first name's escaping me. He's on UCLA now. Uh, Miles. Miles. Yeah, he's a yep. shot blocker. So. Uh, they did add a transfer big man, Andre Hyatt from LSU, who started, I think, 14 games for him. Uh, but Ron Harper's back as well. Yep. Um, I think they'll be pretty good. I haven't finished in seventh, though. Um, I have the Indiana Hoosiers finishing eighth. They lost Al Durham. And Armand Franklin. They did add transfer Xavier Johnson from Pitt, who averaged 14 points and five assists. Miller Cop, who's a good shooter, who averaged 11 points at Northwestern. Michael Durr, a seven footer, who averaged nine and eight at South Florida last year. And Parker Stewart, who was 19 points per game at UT Martin in 2020. I had the Hoosier so, seventh. So 
You have them seventh. Uh, who you have sixth? Well, I, I do want to go on record real quick. I think these top eight teams are in the tournament for me. I agree. So um, I don't want Indiana fans jumping down my throat right now, but uh, <laughs> I got to see how Woodson does first. Um, they have a very easy non-conference schedule, so I expect them to have a great record and probably be yep. ranked come conference play, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, sixth, I got the Michigan State Spartans. I as well. They lost Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts. Uh, they have a big man rotation where they could play four guys. Um, they have uh, Brown, Gabe Brown, Julian Marble, Marcus Bingham, Maddie Sissico. They average transfer Tyson Walker, who averaged 19 points per game um, at Northeastern last year. Max Christie's going to be a stud. He's an incoming yep. freshman. Yep. Malik Hall, you got to think, has probably got a little better. Um, so this could be a dangerous Michigan State team. Don't get me wrong, yep. but this is kind of the new norm for Michigan State. They're, they haven't been the favorite the last couple of years. Yep. So. Um, both haven't finished in six. We have three minutes left, so let's go through pretty quick. I have Maryland fifth. Yep. Um, I have Michigan fourth. I have Ohio State fourth. I have Ohio State third. I have Illinois third. I have Purdue second. I have Michigan second. I have Illinois first. I have Purdue first. Did you expect um, anything less out yeah. of us two? I, I, I mean, I I honestly think the top three or four could be flip-flop sure. any any which way. I think um, the top three. Oh, well, well, I have Purdue, Michigan, and Illinois in my top three. I, think, I, think I really three. think Ohio State's going to be better than Michigan. Yeah. Um, Michigan's going to have to rely on some freshmen. So they lost Livers and Wagner. They did. You're right. Um, but as for Illinois, they returned four of their top six scores. Kofi was preseason player of the year. They have, they had transfers, Alonzo Plummer and Omar Payne. Um, could, could be without four guys tomorrow night, though, including Curbelo. I have Kofi winning Big Ten Player of the Year. I have Matt Painter winning Coach of the Year, and I got freshman uh, Caleb Houston Houston from Michigan. Yeah. Yep. As far as Final Four go, I didn't honestly didn't even make a pick. I think Gonzaga probably wins it this year. Finally, um, they got Drew Timmy back in. They have um, Chet Holmgren freshman there. Um, I think I, Gonzaga wins. I didn't pick a national champion, but I have my Final Four: Gonzaga, Alabama. That was kind of my sleeper there, Texas and Purdue. I, I didn't want to do more in Final Four. I didn't want to get too greedy. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take a Final Four right now. My others in contention that were on my list, UCLA, Kentucky, Michigan, Illinois, Kansas, Arkansas, and Duke. Yeah, um, Illinois could play Arkansas two weeks from tomorrow um, in a holiday tournament, so that could be an interesting matchup there. Um, real quick before we get off air, uh, Buster Posey is one of two players all time to win MVP, Rookie of the Year, and three World Series titles. MVP, Rookie of the Year, and three World Series yep. titles. Who is the other one? MVP, Rookie of the Year, three titles. MVP, Rookie of the Year, three titles. Oh my God. Oh, who the heck's won three titles? It did not happen in our lifetime. Oh, that helps me because uh, I was going to go with somebody in our lifetime. Um, Willie Mays. Good guess. This fella is not in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. I, I'm, I don't know. Give me a bogey. Pete Rose. Should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Should be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Oh, man. That was a real tough one. Well, uh, dang. Another bogey. I'm three strokes behind again, but... Uh, before I let you wrap it up, J-Man, just wanted to let everybody know, Tan and J-Man show store.com. 
Use promo code TAN and JMAN. Free shipping on any order throughout the rest of the year. Yes, sir. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. We'll see you later.